This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. What do you get at ninth level as a paladin, Jarson? Uh, my first third level spell slots an extra spell because it's half your paladin level rounded down. Um, no, I'm sorry. That would four and a four and a half. Level eight, right? Rounded down would be four. Correct. Yeah, I'm a, I am level eight. So, uh, but I so I get access to my third level the third level okay. spells. For the I was gonna say because um, and of course get a proficiency bonus increase. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, like yeah. you don't get any actual class feats. Yeah, spell I opened that up stuff. a while ago and I just looked at it now because you said ninth level is a big level for you and I'm like there's literally no, no ability or anything you get that level. But yeah, the spells and then the extra. Proficiency. I mean, ninth level oh, is a big yeah. level for everybody because proficiency bonus is so significant. It helps you in yeah, every proficiency bonus way. is nice. And then yeah, that extra they get that next spell slot and two spells into it. Oof, that's that's gonna be nice for you. Third level spells start start. That's where you start really getting some some very that's effective when the wizard stuff. gets their fifth level spell. So that's yeah. What else? Somebody actually gets like subclass stuff at level nine. Is it rogue? Yeah, Rogue gets Archetype feature, and I think Monks get something, too, at level 9. Monks might pick up Evasion at level 9. I think that's... Is that 9, or is that 11? Maybe it's level it 7. 7, even. It's 7. 9 is Unarmored Movement Improvement. Okay. Move further. God, they do that oh, unbelievably yeah. well. Yeah, they're already at 15. I almost said a Khajiit, but of course yeah. what I mean is... Uh, it, you get so much movement as a monk, it's just absurd. I mean, yeah. like, that's, Drunken Master's so cool for that, too, because it's just, it just lets you keep... Oh, you get, uh, at ninth... Like, it, yeah. it lets you disengage for yeah. free. And, at ninth level is when you gain the ability to move along vertical surfaces and across liquids on your turn without falling. Oh, that's... So... That's, that's very good. You get a running climb yeah. speed. Yeah. That's... Yep, absurd. that's the only thing they get, other Height. than, you know, the... Proficiency bonus, but that's still a really cool thing to get. Proficiency bonus is better for monks than it is for most, except for really, like, fighters, because they attack so many damn yeah. times. Alright, I guess I should do this. Do they get an armored damage increase as well, level 9? Uh, Unarmed, excuse me, damage increase? Uh, no, they don't get that till 11. They're at 1d6 from level 5 to level 10. So they don't get added damage until 11, which is actually something I knew because I was looking out for my dragons. In my brain, I want I want that to be the same as proficiency, but it's yeah. on a five scale, not a four scale. But it's not even completely on a five scale because the D6 lasts, you have it for six levels. D4 lasts for four levels. D8 lasts for six levels and then d10's only four levels as well but then that's only four so it goes four six six four for the monk all right uh let's get this started really it's four six six because you don't improve again after four you don't yeah. improve when you get to 20 you just once you hit 17 you hit your cap horsey okay. sauce i'm ready audacity's okay. gone welcome to adventuring dimwits and hyperactive dragons i definitely messed that up that word We'll see if I can talk tonight. Where am I again? 
a real play tabletop podcast that uses. We found the dimwit. <laughs> a real play tabletop podcast that uses D and D five e to tell a story and mess around a bit. With me tonight is Brett. Hello. And Carson. Hey. Um, you guys remember what happened at the end of last session? Yeah. Uh, we were fighting a pretty nasty dragon um, creature. Uh, I th- it would have been a war of attrition, but I think we stood at least somewhat of a chance there. But uh, the help was certainly welcome that was provided by... Um, yeah. I don't remember their names. Saloria, who is a female Leonin, and Bottle Opener, who was a random one that I came up with, like, I don't know, a few months ago. Just because we were messing around with dragon names, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a bottle opener. Um, I think I actually said he delivered something or something down when you guys were in Lesden. And I think, yeah, you guys were well on the way to winning that fight, but it was becoming a war of attrition because you guys had just healed. Like, you did your healing surge, and I think you did lay on hands, and Gideon went from, like, almost no health to, like, back up to max, basically. I was under half health, and yeah. yeah. And Red, I think you did a healing surge, What too. I took for my 8th level... Hmm? Um, what I took for my 8th level ASI was just two uh, points in Constitution, bumping me up to a plus 3 modifier. Oh, nice. So I actually went from 60 health up to 74. Wow, that's nice. I did. So, yeah, was they... So, Solorian bottle opener came basically because I didn't want to draw that fight out to just a long attrition fight so it wasn't a rescue like when gunner saved you guys down in uh erewhon it was definitely more of a let's just cut this fight out because let's we know this shit over with <laughs> yeah unless you guys did really bad rolling and the the abomination did really good rolling i think we know who would have won that so you know cut scene it's a cut scene end of the fight now we move on to the next level um uh, which you guys got a level from that because I mean, it's been like two sessions since the last time you guys leveled up, I think. Maybe. Oh, wait, you leveled up after Erewhon, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's right. It was pretty It was pretty quick back-to-back levels, but it was two pretty hefty fights that yeah, we got into and, I mean, well. I think you also and leveled up before happened. you had that. Yeah, you, and yeah, 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 some shit happened. So and and since we're not doing experience based and it's more like when I feel like it is right for you guys to experience the level, I think this is a good. T- I think it, I think this level represents kind of more of Gideon and Red forging this kind of a little bit of a bond working together, and they're they're now into a battle bond. Yeah, so you know they're, on, they're I, on like the second third fight basically, and I think we gain a level every time I come in with a new character. So. <laughs> Should probably kick red soon. So you just need you just, yeah. You just need to keep yep keep bringing in new characters, man. I, I gotta sure. save. I'm gonna my start favorite for level twenty. I'm gonna start making you come in with a level one character. Uh, so Carson will get a level every time, but you're gonna have to start at level one every time. <laughs> so yeah, so no wait, you'll start at level one, and I'll level you up each session, but it's gonna take you a while to catch up. <laughs> all right um so these guys rescued you i think they i think saloria like very quickly just says let's 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 head somewhere a little bit safer and like she hops back onto bottle opener's back 
and they get ready to take off and they look at you. Are, are you going to, do you need a, Red, does he, do you give him rides? Hell no. Wait, who? She looks at bottle opener and look, looks at, uh. looks at your armor, Gideon. And I think she's like judging the weight. <laughs> Um, a, a lift would be most welcome, but I I do understand. I you know I don't want to be an inconvenience. Yeah, he looks heavy. Red says, pointing at Gideon. Uh, Saloria rolls her eyes and says, "All right, uh, let's just we'll we'll walk it then." Red, you want to scout ahead, and she like leaps off of a uh, uh, bottle opener. <laughs> uh, Red takes off. She calls him as soon as she says she calls him scout Bo ahead, for short. He takes off. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's rough, buddy. Leo. Bottle opener and her, like, walk alongside Gideon as you guys, like, try to make your way out of the camp. Um, she looks at the abomination and goes, oh, what's this? And pulls out, like, a big bag of, like, gold and because that's cool. And then, like, you guys just keep walking. She looted the bodies. You guys don't get it. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Every time. Uh, I'm just happy to have the loot that I have. She... Finders keepers. Um, she, so you guys head south. Like she kind of, she, she takes, she looks around and then like heads you southeast, like away from the river, so that way you guys aren't close to the river. I don't think you were close to the river when this happened, at least not too close. But she, uh, I cannot get comfortable in this chair tonight. And I, I think you just travel alongside them, Gideon. Uh, Red, wh- why don't you make perception rolls for me? Alright. So, Loria, I don't I think she talks a lot. Sheet, then. Like, she'll... She'll talk to you, Gideon, if you talk to her, but I don't think she's going to instigate conversation too much. Um, how, how long have you and Bottle Opener been partners? She l- looks toward Bottle Opener and goes, Not long. He's, uh, he's fresh on the field. Young dragon. Even younger than Red, actually. She's a 23. Oh, I thought he was really big. Yeah, you got a 23 on that perception yeah. check. I thought bottle opener was really big. No, she's riding him, but she's not. he's not, like, huge. I have him as only a level okay. 5. So anything I ever said okay. before is not canon. No, I mean, I don't know why when you said she was riding him at the end of the last session, I just pictured him being, like, an adult dragon. It, she wasn't, I mean, you know, that she looked really dragon. small, Sitting on his back and jumped. Oh, I know, I know that right. Like she could ride red, but I don't know why. Yeah. I just pictured her being really small on his back and jumping off of him. He had actually cast enlarge on himself, so he looked like an adult dragon during that fight. But he was a young dragon. <laughs> um, I haven't figured out quite the size that I would be like. Okay, what size can a dragon start carrying somebody? A halfling. I mean, a halfling could probably fit on a wormling if we really wanted to say it, because they're like a large dog. And a gnome. And a gnome could too, but like, Soloria yeah. is basically any. Soloria is a little. O- a gnome could ride a That's lizard true. person. A gnome could ride a lizard person. <laughs> I think we're you're gonna have a gnome riding a Goliath, controlling him like uh, yeah. Dewey. <laughs> they put the backgrounds on the top of the page now, and that throws me off every time I go to uh, the wiki dot. Um. I don't remember why I was going to the wiki dot now. Oh yeah, I was looking up blood hunters. So Loria's a little over five feet. She's not too big. Um, she's got kind of the stereotypical like tannish, light brown fur. 
covering her whole body. Um, she does have like a couple long braids. Like her hair, I would say she has like her head is like long and braided down to about shoulder length. And all her teeth seem to be filed to even sharper than what should be necessary. So when she grins at you, it's like a, a little unsettling. Um, she's got battle scars, dude. But it's nothing too bad. Uh, okay, where were we? Uh, red rolled a 23. Do you know the area well? Hold on. Okay, let me do... Sorry, no, you're not done having a conversation. Yeah, I'm not done having a conversation with you. Uh... Red rolls a 23. I think Red spots Venators and stuff, but he definitely starts seeing a little bit more greenage. Like, before, we were talking about how the land had started turning almost slimy and, like, decaying in a very gross way. Um, And I think as you start heading south, and, like, he flies south ahead of you, he sees some Venators, but they mostly... They're heading in the opposite direction or heading away from where you guys are, and the land is turning a little bit more green and a little nicer looking again. It turns into, like, where you've been has been kind of lightly wooded, flat land, but as you move away from the river and away from where you were south, you head into just a lot of hills, a lot of ups and downs, and going through little valleys here and there. Nothing major, nothing massive, but she kind of leads you through this way. Um, yeah, Red probably sees, like, I don't know, a couple, like, three or four Venators that are moving, not quite in packs, like, they're close to each other, but not so close. And then Solaria looks at you, Gideon, she goes, uh, yeah, he's, he's fresh, he's fresh. I've known Red longer than I've known him, actually. Red, is Red scattered further ahead, Red, I can't speak no, to he's, Red. It, yeah, he's in the air. and Red's, away. he's still doing what he was before. Uh, you know, before we met with this group, like he's flying overhead and guiding you away from the packs of Venators. So Breck said we might need some help, Mom. Isn't that, isn't that what she said? Yeah, probably. You expect me to remember last session? Jeez, it was like a week ago. She she nods. Yeah, Brax uh, said you guys were running into some rough area. You might need a little bit of guidance. Well, I'm grateful for the help. This uh, These enemies we've been coming across are... They aren't pushovers. I think we might have won that scrap, but I'm afraid it could have cost us dearly. Yeah, you, uh, you look like you were holding your own. Just never saw a reason to stand back when there's a fight, you know? Rather overwhelm the opponent than just to let there be a fair fight in those type of situations. Sometimes it's necessary to build character, but in this instance, I really do appreciate the help. She nods and kind of shrugs at the same time. I think you can build character without having to nearly die. Don't tell Brax I said that, though, because he thinks that nearly dying is the only way to ever grow. Pretty sure the first time he ever ran into Red, it was, uh, he almost killed him. Do you know anything about where... These Venators have come from, you know, I've never heard of so many being just running rampant in the wild. Well, from what those things you fought back in the the military camp, seems like somebody's making them. Someone's probably breeding the Venators, and they're making those abominations. Not quite sure who, but 
We're, we're, we're searching for it. Gideon nods thoughtfully. He's got a hand on his chin. He kind of looks up at Red. Do you know? So you know, you've known Red for a while. What do you, what do you make of him? Question. What? I, d- I just, it's, it's just going to be interesting to hear how she answers this. Oh. I thought you said you had a question. I think you said that's good a good question. question. Yeah. Yeah. I heard question and I was like, what's the question? Uh, that's I was like, that's a good question. You're like, what? The one he asked? I don't know. <laughs> she <laughs> She goes, He's he's young. He's impressionable. From what I can tell, he's picked up a lot of Rax's quirks. And before that, he picked up a lot of some weird old elf's quirks. If you ever hear him do a weird laugh, oh, she shivers. So, I feel like Gideon's brow. Furs. I feel like if he, if we keep him guided, <laughs> <laughs> if we keep, if we keep guiding him in the right direction, he'll turn out all right. <laughs> He was raised by not a very good dragon. And so we kind of have to keep an eye on him. That's not how he tells it. Oh, he's told you about Strix? Wonderful things. She she shakes her head and like she pulls out like a long sword and like starts like like swinging it like you would a like just twirling it in her hands. Like, this is a, a long sword that's probably about close to four feet long. And she just starts twirling it in one hand a little bit. Using it as, like, a, you know, a, a stimming device. Uh, she, and she goes, uh, Yeah, we haven't quite gotten him away from the whole Strix isn't bad thing. It's It's the one stubborn part of him that we can find. She, like, looks up into the sky, searching for red. But I wouldn't take anything he says about Strix too... too realistically. Gideon, who rolled very poorly on an inside check about his comments on Strix, froze his brow deeper. (laughs) I'll take that under advisement. Um... Frankly, there are so many moving pieces in the world right now, it's hard to keep anything straight these days. Um, I was hoping your organization might might have some information on the goings-on around the continent. I know the Commonwealth is kind of all over the place. Organization? She, um, like, narrows her eyes. I'm not in an organization. Oh, I thought she was a... Dude, I do not know why I cannot keep the name. Is it Draco Knight? What are, what are Draco they? Guard? I'm pretty sure Draco you helped. I thought you came up Draco with the Guard. name with me. <laughs> I'm saying I don't know why I cannot keep it in my brain. It's probably just because it has so many. There are so many variations yeah. of that in games and fiction. Um, but uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I made an assumption there that that perhaps you were a member of the Draco Guard. Oh, because I'm with a dragon. No, no, no. He's just we're we're from Silverbane, or he's from Silverbane. He 
Bottle opener? Yeah, he him probably. Um, bottle opener nods. He's like walking behind you guys. Heavy footsteps of a of a young dragon. That size is basically large. Uh, we're we're with Brax. We're we're part of Brax's dozen. She says with a slight smile. It's not really an organization, just more like. More like a group of casual adventurers, she says. Like the seven damn deadly sins. <laughs> um, but it's a dozen. Brax's dozen. More like the dirty dozen, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that one's better. Um, Brax's dirty. Well, that's uh, the dirty Brax's Brax's dirty dozen. That, that, it's an old. It's an old war. It's an old war movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I know. But, um, yeah, we know. We know Carson. Jeez. We've seen movies. Why do you think? Why do you, <laughs> I've seen a movie before. I've gotten before. increasingly <laughs> used. I've not seen the Dirty Dozen. I've seen bits and pieces of it as my. Oh, I've never seen it. it. Um, I've never seen it, but I know about movies. I've gotten really used to explaining old references. We know about movies, Carson. I've gotten really used to explaining old references. <laughs> no <laughs> movies are a thing. In recent days, I know what a dozen is thing, and so you know. Orion might actually not know what a dozen is. I know Braxis what a dozen is. Braxis is NPC. <laughs> uh, um, well, your help in getting to Silverbane would be greatly appreciated. Um, obviously, our travel plans have gotten a little bit... Uh, I've gone a little bit awry. Yeah, we, we, we got... I figured we'd come along and make us... Guide you back on the right path. I think we'll have a nice stop along the way and then get to Silverbane where you're supposed to be headed. Do I need to move into a different room? No. Are you going to be loud? No. No! <sighs> Sheena just walked in with her niece. They're Instantly loud. You're obnoxious people. I got cheese balls! Are you going to be loud? No! Very intentionally. Just instantly loud. I think she has a Zweihander. I think that's what she's going to have. I've been looking up longsword types, and I really like those Vihanders. That isn't that a, that's a, I don't know what that is. Is that not a great sword? That's technically a great sword. I mean, it literally, but, in, literally in German, it translates to two hander. Yeah. It's technically a great sword, but technically, great swords are also longswords. So I guess it really depends on. I mean, longswords can are versatile. They can be wielded in two hands. The problem is looking up long sword and just seeing all sorts of types of swords, and it's like trying to figure out which ones are the best ones. Where were we before loud people came in the house? Who, Who remembers? Oh, she was saying um, she was going to get you guys, keep you guys on track, were, basically to head, yeah, to get back to on Silver track. Bane. Maybe a stop or two on the way. That's funny that you couldn't remember that she was trying to get us back on track. Yeah, to get us back on track. What? That ironic. Why it's called Arby's. Roast beef, R and B. Yeah. She's still you're talking 30, about Arby's. You're 39 years old, <laughs> and you just figured this out. They didn't give us horsey sauce. They didn't give us. Can you check the fridge for horsey sauce? Because I usually try to save a couple horsey sauces. There's no horsey sauce in there. There's no horsey sauce. There's in no there? horsey sauce in there. <sighs> okay. Guess I'll just have to. Eat. Orion's about to go burn down on Arby's. Guess I'll just have to eat a roast beef without horsey sauce. It's an Arby. What is that? 
Arby sauce? Yeah. Did you ask for Arby sauce instead of horsey she sauce? She asked for Arby's and horsey. And I even went, nay! And they went, well, no wonder they didn't give it to you then. <laughs> I'm so freaking tired. Okay. I'm so tired. I thought they, she's They they would have given it to her had she not nayed. Yeah, if she hadn't nayed, they would have been like, yeah, I'm going to give well, it to her. Well, she said she didn't want it. Oh, yeah. Nay means no. Horsey oh, sauce? Nay. nay. No horsey sauce. Hold on. I'll be right back. I think I have horsey sauce hidden somewhere in this house. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Roll a D100. I was about to just start shouting at Red. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're so hot. How's it feel up there? What's flying Good like? flying conditions today. What? Any Venators nearby? What? The wind is rushing. He's going to make us get through a Red, fly. You guys make camp. Uh, bottle opener flies up and says he'll keep watch for a while. While Solaria is like getting wood and stuff to make a fire. And you guys. So your two prompts that you could choose from is. Oh, wow. There's your prompts. I'll be back in a minute. He didn't actually. I mean, like, I overheard what he was saying to himself, but he didn't actually give us a no, prompt. No, I he? think we can pick. You should read them both, and then we'll pick. Well, it's got to be the second one, because I don't understand the first one. Isn't isn't this the region? Well, never mind. I was reading it wrong until I started reading it out loud. I don't know who we both know to talk about that with. I think I heard something. I think I heard something in Dust Tide about this area. There's some strange temple in these lands that are home to a, a sect of druids who perform some, well, to hear the locals in Dust Tide talk about it, some eerie rituals. Yeah. Do you know anything about that, Red? Do you hear anything about that? No, but it, do they, like, have to sacrifice people to get into it? I mean, you know, it depends on who you ask, but there are, you know, animal sacrifices, and that's part of how they honor nature. They're bringing the spirits back into the, yeah. the fold to be reborn again. Um, yeah. Red, Red's, or, like, leaning in you know, closer and closer. They're sacrificing the animals to become the animals the and consume their souls so that they can fuel their shape-changing processes, or they're doing it to honor wow. their gods that they can't reach anymore yeah. after the rising so that maybe they can feel the warmth of their gods' grace again. Um, there are even some yeah. people who are saying that there are animals that can talk that are sacrificing them, that they're willing sacrifices for the animals, the very intelligent animals. That's so much cooler than the other stuff. Oh, man. We should find this temple. I kind of hope it's that one, we honestly. Should, I don't, I, we should sacrifice some people and get into this temple. Um, Let's not sacrifice people until... Uh, uh, like, let's not sacrifice people. At the very... I mean, if that's what works. least, let's not sacrifice people before we know that's what people are doing. Right? Like, we don't even know that people are sacrificing anything. We, well, the animals the are rumor. doing it. Yeah. Let's find some talking animals and sacrifice some people. But then they might sacrifice us if they're sacrificing people, too. I mean, are are you... I'm not people. Um, Are you an animal? I'm a dragon. <laughs> yes, but you said you're not people. 
Yeah, well, I mean, normal. He thinks he's people. Normally, when someone says people, they're talking about a human or an he elf. He thinks he's people? Or a gnome. Or, you know, all the other ones. Oh, all right. I'm terrified about what we just put into the world. <laughs> <sighs> so that means I need to listen to this audio soon so I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. I mean, you don't... You, you want me to give you the rundown real quick? Sure. Um, we heard rumors in Dust Tide that there's a sect of druids uh, who uh, use a temple around here. And the rumors are that they sacrifice animals to put their souls back into basically the big cosmic blender so they can be reborn back into the world and kind of help repopulate, um, you know, basically fresh souls that they use the sacrifices of animals to fuel their own shape-changing abilities, that they use them as sacrifices to try to get in contact with their gods that they've lost track of since the Rising, or that they're hyper-intelligent animals that are using the druids as willing sacrifices to bring the power of the gods back to the world. That's the one Red believes. Okay. Hmm. Red was all for sacrificing people. Gideon was a little weird about it. But... Why would Gideon be weird about it? I don't know, man. He's just weird sometimes. Because he's people. Gideon gets weird about the weirdest things Solaria says as she comes up. (laughs) He does. He's worried about humans getting sacrificed. Do you guys want to talk about Jelly and Gem? What's the difference between Jelly and Gem? She (laughs) looks at you and goes, I don't know. Is there a difference? That's that's a weird thing to say. Gideon smiles to himself and just shakes his head and says, don't worry about it. I've got some friends who are working on it. I'm sure you'll hear I mean, about it soon. Aren't they just both Probably not. smashed up and then put on bread? Yeah. Neither one of them are even really that good, not honestly. Exactly. I'd just rather eat a good sacrifice yeah, like, person, you know? Now, I've had some interesting jams that were then put on meat, and that actually turned out pretty good. Or jelly. Oh, that sounds good. Good. Maybe I should try some jelly or jam. See, I've only ever had it on toast. Nice savory jam on, on, and it's just I don't care for toast. Have you ever had toast red? She says, looking at you. Yeah, I put jelly and jam on it, but I didn't. I didn't like the toast. Have you have you made toast? Like, yeah, that's how I got toasted. You could breathe fire, right? Yeah, I do. I'm just wondering. Like, he didn't make his own bread that then turned into toast. He just toasted bread he probably bought, right? I toasted like, the bread. When we make camp, does Gideon, like, gather some firewood and then Red just do, like, a small, you know, gout of flame? Oh, 100%. And light the fire himself? Uh, yeah, he would say. definitely breathe fire I, on it. I like that, and but if I it also didn't really ignite, like it. I have control flames, so I could just kind of make it. I also really like the idea of bottle opener be like, no, no, I got this, I got this, don't, don't, don't do it. And bottle opener pulls out like this very large like flint <laughs> striker, and is trying to like strike the fire. He's like, yeah. And if he, he makes like, a flame at all, though, red cast control flames that makes it real big. <laughs> yeah, great job, control man. Control flames doesn't create fire. No, right? it doesn't. But I it can only it only. Controls an existing. Yeah, yeah I can make it bigger fire. or snuff it out, move it. But yeah, I can't create fire, but but if I can breathe fire, I can use control fire to 
Steel Dragon is a rock music band. Corvinathan. He has create bonfire and control flames, both so that he can utilize them. Um, oh, that'd be good. Uh, as best he can. That's what he was going to do. But I don't have a druid spell. The... No druid spells for me. Anyway. That's what, uh, that's why you check it before you drive off and you go, really? This is what. This episode of Hyperactive Dimwits and. Yeah, that, that too. Hyperactive Dragons. Hyperactive. Um, I'm really glad that I said it right. Hyperactive I tried to make fun of you and I messed it up worse. <laughs> <laughs> Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> Money, please. Money, please. Um, we have the meats. Brax would support Arby's. Yeah, red too. Arby's stands, thinking. Arby stands for red and Brax. They um, just listen to this podcast. It's total sausage fest. <laughs> total sausage fest. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was trying to look. Uh, I was looking up to see what steel type dragons have, and they have two breath weapons. They have a line of acid and a cloud of poison gas. So he would not be good at starting the fire with his breath weapon. So that's why nope. he has the flint. Well, we're letting him. But also, He's definitely this isn't our it. first night together, so Gideon has seen how effective Red is at starting a fire. Uh, but we're just mm-hmm. letting Bottle Opener do it. <laughs> yeah, Bottle Opener's like, no, I got this. And Solari's like, he, he's yeah, got to learn. Yeah, you got it, man. He's got to learn. Yeah, he can do it. Why? He's really good at it, Gideon. Watch him. Gideon is... Gideon that was almost it! Watching it intently and is encouraging him along like you you can do this and that's what the I'm second picturing, there's so any close. flame at all it's going to just become a roaring flame like a, the or it's, it's going to be a the fire's going to start i'm picturing him being like i'm picturing like the size of a what's like a horse but not as tall A Komodo dragon, a miniature horse, a pony. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing him being like a short horse but longer, and <laughs> a basilisk. A basilisk. Just not I'm him being basilisk. long like a. I picture him being long like a cat, but then like as tall Heroes as a horse. So he's a little bit bigger basilisk. than like a lion, and like he's laying down, da- like he's laying flat on his belly right now, and he's got his two front paws sitting in front of him, like he's on his elbows. And keeps striking this the, <laughs> using the striker, and like he 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 strikes it How close and he blows him? on it. This whole episode is gonna be bottle opener, just trying to set fire. Oh, he, oh man, it only takes him like fifteen to thirty seconds, and all of a sudden he's got a fire going. He rolled a nat twenty. Wow, wow. he got so it much before for it, like, taking red could even help with uh, control flames. Mm-hmm. Whoa, bottle opener! You look like a red dragon with that. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been practicing with it in my free time. I, I, it's it's a lot of fun. Go to bed. Okay, uh, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is time for me. To Why get did you shy. come back? Yeah, you could use dragon's wink. I feel like a dragon's wink is actually. It might be the best time. I feel like a dragon's wink is actually quite a long sleep. Don't 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 dragons tend to sleep long periods of time. And I guess a wink is maybe a night's sleep. A dragon, a wink? Isn't that what you said, Brett? A dragon's wink? Wink's not very long, though. You know. Yeah. I didn't say like a dragon slumber. Though. Did he... a dragon slumber? 
Did you say a dragon's weak or a wink? Wink. I don't know, weak. man. Dragon bottle opener says. I almost said dragon opener. Dragon opener bottle opener says. Uh, <laughs> Say what though? If there is a if there is a dragon named Bottle, they better watch the Wait, fuck out. A whole week? Isn't is, isn't? <laughs> He's a dragon bottle opener. Dragon Ball Z opener. Um. Come and come and Well, a week for dragons is the same as a week for other people, right? Like seven days. He says, looking at Solarian. Solarian nods. Oh, I said wink. None of you get it. Never mind. Oh, a wink? And he, like, shuts one of his eyes and just leaves it shut. Uh... Solaria just chuckles. It's something Brack says. Like I said, and she looks at Gideon. Impressionable. Who's impressionable? Nobody, Red. That's okay. Alright. Do you guys talk about anything? I think Gideon's go pretty ready to get to knock off for the night. It's a hectic day. Yeah, Ray goes to sleep super close to the fire again. Like always. Watch out, you get burned, Oh, bottle opener says, and then laughs. <laughs> oh man, I want to give Solaria a bat left. That'd be so cool. What? I think she has, she has a bat left. Solaria has a bat left. I'm just saying it now. Solaria has a bat left. I just want you guys to know that. The Star Trek nerds, nerds will understand. And we don't. You guys don't need to. Oh, okay. That's why she's got her long it. sword. That, that, that's like a Zweihander. And then she's got a bat left. I'll send you an image, which I'm pretty sure I've done before. But yeah, you've sent us images before. Yeah, I have. I know how to do that. Uh, yes. This isn't my first. Oh, program. that's the, awesome. Uh, what are they called? The Fey Blades. Oh, that's really cool. And, um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Yep. They're Fey. Yep. It's a Fey Blade. I do love the fact that the image I decided to show you was a scarf that someone knitted. It's a pattern. Like, it's not even a, a metal batlet. I sent you an image of somebody who's holding a cloth batlet. Yeah, I could tell it wasn't real. It's it's yeah, a... Uh, I just I thought it was funny that that was the one I decided to send the you. The cosplay one. It's what, it's what Worf uses. The Klingons. What are they clinging on to? You know, did you know that Patrick Stewart was in Star Trek, Brett? Um, <gasps> Patrick God. Swayze was in Star Trek. Stewart's last name is Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was in Star Trek. Stewart. <laughs> Whose last name is Patrick? Stewart. Stewart Patrick. Stewart. All right. Uh, I think you guys travel for more than a day. I think the whole next day you travel together. So we need to roll on a counter table and like you make camp again. Uh, roll survival. I got to close out of the history of longswords. I got a 12. I got a 16 plus oh, one seventeen. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Where the heck is my tables? Tables, tables, tables. I mentioned that to somebody at work, and they were asking about, well, do they make chairs for the tables? And I said, no, just tables. I'm like, but they might make miniature dumb tables. Dumb fucking like question. Stoles. <laughs> miniature Really long tables or just benches, <laughs> which you can use at tables. Yeah, they accidentally make stools and benches, but they're intended to be tables. They're intended to be tables. So 12 and a 17. <sighs> All right, I need one of you to roll a D100. It's not me. 
I'll do it. I already had an encounter set up for this. Five. Oh. Good thing this isn't like either C where the lower the yeah. number, the worse it is. <laughs> oh, this is really funny to me. Um, you guys are making camp the second night, and I think you're sleeping. I think Solaria is keeping watch. When you start hearing like kind of shuffling noises, and like Solaria says, like you hear Solaria's voice quietly. You don't, you don't see her, and she just says, "Nobody move." And coming through the, like the center of the camp is like Rex. three bears. Hi. Hmm. Do you guys do anything? There's three bears. I mean, she said don't move. Three bears. I'm not moving. Gideon rolled a 17 on survival. He's not moving. Okay. I think they, they wander through, and then I think they get a sniff of, like, the dragons, and they probably quickly wander off. Gideon also, like, that makes sense. in a bag in a tree so that they couldn't get after, you know, get after it. <laughs> yeah. This would be a whole different encounter if, like, the bears, if there weren't dragons in your camp with you, probably. <laughs> Are they bears or are they panthers? Yeah, it makes sense. The three bears don't want to fuck with two dragons. Yeah, the three bears don't want to fuck with two dragons. That's the encounter. The encounter literally is bear wanders into the party's campsite. Won't attack unless provoked. Which is a completely different <laughs> encounter. <laughs> if, uh... Yeah. Yeah, if Dwight's here or somebody else is here. That's some. That's the fun thing about some of the encounters I made. Like, I found it. Not my characters. Just, like, don't cause anything to happen i don't know sunshine at night likes to attack animals unprovoked i don't I, well that's, that's what he was one of the ones i ran through him. my filter he ain't gonna attack a bear much less three bears but if it's a giant chicken <laughs> oh yeah he punch it right in the throat like a listen he took henrietta because he was hungry chicken. okay if they have bear have you ever met a cat if they have bear owls and they might have bear chickens you ever met a cat no. I, I right. actually no, I haven't. He wasn't not okay. Well, let me tell you something about cats. They can't just see a group of chickens and not kill one. If they're as much bigger as Sunshine was than Henrietta, they're they're gonna kill one. It's in their nature. All cats across the board. Ninety nine percent. Maybe it's cats that are killing things at the temple and sacrificing them. <laughs> it's tabaxi. I'll be right back again, guys. Hold on one second. Was he right back last time? So, I, so I've been thinking that maybe it's tabaxi. I've, I knew a tabaxi that killed a, a chicken, basically unprovoked. I was wondering maybe if he was a member of this. Oh man, chicken tastes race. so good. I, I love chicken. It's very, it's very good. And and to be fair, Henrietta was delicious. I've never seen a bear that close. What'd you think? Who's Henrietta? A, a dead chicken. What'd you think of the what'd you think of the bears? Uh overall unimpressed. Well I thought people were like scared of bears. You are a dragon. Yes. Like I'm scared of bears. They're quite Why? powerful, but like I could probably hold my own against a bear. Oh yeah, of course. I mean I saw them. They're like dogs, but kind of bigger. And they look dumber, honestly. I've seen some smart dogs. Quite intelligent. For wild, for wildlife. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they can't talk. Gideon, Gideon's eyes go wide, and he gasps. Do you, do you think they were looking for sacrifices? Oh, oh man! 
Oh, I wish we had some punk here that we could volunteer. I'd have said you like a week or two ago, but I've seen you fight, so like, uh, you don't need to be sacrificed, man. You you need to like totally die in combat, so and then you'd be eaten. Y- yes, thank you. That is you got a it, man. Very fine compliment. You got. It. I I want you to know for real. I don't say this lightly. If you fall in combat, I'll eat you, man. And I'll save some for Braggs, even. Thank you. You've impressed me. Yeah. Solaria rolls over. Are you guys talking about eating each other? I'm talking about, I guess I'm talking about being eaten. Yeah. You'll eat me too, though, right? Right, Gideon? Um, it's actually, it's actually, and this might be quite difficult because you're large, but my my ritual of honor, if someone falls in battles, is to yeet them, like off a ledge, into a river. <laughs> oh, that's so disrespectful. I hope you die first. Do you yeet them all the time? <sighs> <laughs> I hope neither of us dies. Well, we'll both die. But if we both if we both die of old age, I will die first. Oh, for sure. Like way first. But then it won't be an honorable death, and then you won't, you know, eat me. Yeah, you don't want to eat an old human. They're they're like really bad. Are they it. really gamey? Well, if I've never tried an old human before, you die, Gideon. Oh yeah. I mean, you're a badass, so I'll try it. You know, you can be my first old person. I don't know. You're pretty old for a person now, aren't you? What are you like, thirty-two? Like, yes, I'm thirty-two. That's old, man. Did you intentionally give my age? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my knees don't work so well anymore. I've got a little bit of a gut. Oh, man. That's rough. See, I'm... It's gray. I'm 30, and, like, I'm not even full grown yet. Must be nice. Must I guess. Nice. I mean, it's not like I've been here that long, only 30 years. A lot more time to make mistakes in your life and learn from them. I guess. That's why we humans are so silly in the eyes of a lot of species like yours who have huh. longer lifespans. Is we don't have as much time to learn from our mistakes. Huh. So we repeat them a lot. Why don't you just learn from the other dead humans' mistakes? Well, That's what I do. We rarely see eye to eye. Like, you know, some sometimes people don't, you know, meet or hear about other people's mistakes. Yeah, it's just the dragons that raised me, you know, told me about other dragons' mistakes. So, like, I've already learned from them, and I'm not even as old as you. Like what? What What dragons? What mistakes? Uh, I don't know if you want to hear it. It's kind of anti-you. Just a smidge. He holds up two claws really close together when he says just a smidge. I'll take your word for it. All right, we go to the next day. <laughs> You, the group is walking through the hillsides when you come to like kind of a deep valley. Is it the Great Valley? And that I found it. That is not the Great Valley. I was gonna do it. <laughs> is Brett clear to you, Carson? Because he's breaking up on my oh, end. Oh no. Did you hear that, Brett? You and Ryan are breaking up. He would never. He is clear on my end. Okay. All right, then it's just my internet. Not a surprise. Um, You're clear on my end, too. 
Me too. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so you come to the open opening of a valley. There's pretty tall hills on either side. And at the entrance to this valley is a massive cathedral. It's probably eight or nine stories tall and then runs for probably 500 feet or longer. It's in ruins. Uh, it doesn't look like anybody uses it. It's overgrown with vines, and it seems like a, a large tree is coming out of one, the one end of it. And Solaria just kind of looks at it. And he goes, "Don't we don't even know who used to be worshipped here. We don't bother with that cathedral. Weird noises come out of it at times, she says. And she like, goes to guide you guys. Is that it? Is that where we sacrifice people? Yeah, maybe it is, she says. And bottle opener, bottle opener, I think is flying above you guys right now, but he like d- dives down and lands probably a hundred yards in front of you into the valley. And off in the distance, as the valley like the valley starts getting a little more narrower, you start seeing like a very a heavy fog just kind of sitting there, like you can't see further into the valley. And Saloria starts leading you past this cathedral. Do you let her lead you past the cathedral, or do you want to check out the cathedral? I mean, how much say do we have in the matter? Because I want to check out the cathedral. I mean, okay. As a character so who can fly, and... probably a pretty decent amount of say. Yeah, that's that's a better... Yeah, I don't think Solario... That's a better question is, what's everyone else doing while Red keeps saying we should check out the cathedral? Soloria just like shakes her head and says, "We're heading. We, we, let's not waste time on that. It's an old I, building. That's I all trust it is." Solaria's judgment, and I'm pretty anxious to get to Silverbane. But um, I have See? to admit, I am. Curious. He's a wise man. On the way out, how about this? If we come back out this uh-huh, way, yeah, you can check out the th- cathedral. Then you want to do that, Red? Yeah, we'll check it out. I agree. We should check it out. And um, bottle opener landed, so uh. I'll I'll take the up there spot, and he flies into the air and then straight at the cathedral. Solaria swears, um, and then looks at Gideon. Should we just let him go? Um, I've had a pretty constantly rotating uh, cast of companions to this point. I'd really <laughs> rather not lose another one. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing there. It's just an abandoned cathedral. With weird noises that come out of it sometimes. There are rumors of a temple. She sighs. How about. (laughs) Which sacrifices happen. She like puts her hand to like the bridge of her nose and like squeezes it and then. Okay, how about this? You can go after him. I'll wait here. It's going to take me a lot longer to get down there than it's going to take him. (laughs) And like she turns to bottle opener and bottle opener is like. Bottle opener is like halfway to the like to the fog now. He's not even like he's past this cathedral and is halfway into the fog, and she's just sighs. Well, I, the, you're just gonna get there when you get there, I guess. It's right there, she says, and like the cathedral's like maybe a quarter of a mile away. That's it. But red, you, well, what are you, you doing? How are you checking out? This you know cathedral? what's crazy about D and D is red should get there way hmm. faster than get in, right? But my flat speed yeah. is 30 feet, and his walking speed is 30 feet. So, yeah, but I'm probably, like, having to go down <laughs> switchbacks and stuff. That's true. You're, you're walking through down, like, up and down trail. hills, and it's, I'm... 
it's going straight towards it. This is okay. So the better way to put this is there's up. This is a valley in between a bunch of hills. So like this is almost a flat rolling grassland right now, like r- directly <laughs> in front of you. To the left and to the right, there are hills, and like to this cathedral is just a rolling grassland. Um, like I said, I was preparing this as the map I was making, and I only got to like the bare minimum, so I did not do anything with it. Uh. Is the bare minimum three? Okay. Um, yes, the bare minimum I, is three. I I definitely That's do funny. trot along, making a lot of noise. I, um, it's because there was three bears earlier? Oh, I just thought it was funny for no reason. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it went over my head. This is the unfinished map. Hey, that's still good. Into the chat. What's that huge hole? Thanks. It's in the fog. You can't see it from where you are. <laughs> I just didn't get around to putting the fog down. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. So when I get to the... Don't worry I about it. The... Don't worry about it. <laughs> when, when I get to the cathedral, what's it look like? It looks like an old rundown cathedral that's probably been here for like centuries, but no one's used it. Is before. there... Like, there's massive tree... There's a massive tree... Like, coming out of, like, the front. Like, it's growing out of the front where the windows used to be. It's just a tree, branches and stuff coming out of it now. What kind of stone is it made of? <sighs> Quartz. That's bonkers! It is bonkers. <laughs> that totally changed my whole perception of this temple. Um, so, um, any of the... Yeah, it's like a, it's like a gray and, or not gray, but like a silver and almost clearish quartz, but you cannot see through it. There's a little bit of a pink hue. In one area, like a rose quartz, but made out of all different kind of quartz. Ask huh? that question, um. So, yeah, there's all types of quartz. Any of the windows that the tree has busted out, could I fit through? Make a perception roll. Are there like is there or like stained glass in some of the windows, like broken stained glass, or are they just like open? Yeah, it's definitely like broken stained glass. Uh, I think some of them are broken with like quartz that has grown. And then the trees also. Is Gideon also the on the is, scene? Is Gideon what? Also on the scene. Yeah, you're probably head. like 100 feet away from it as Red like flies around it, like giving it a once uh, Okay, I'll give it You could probably yell at Red. Seconds. My investigation and perception are the same modifier. Do I need to say which one I'm doing? I'm doing investigation. Yeah, invest... Yeah, do investigation. 21. Okay. Yeah, it'll give a different answer depending on what you roll. I got a 21. Yeah, there's an open... There's a window that you could fit through. There's, like, a large branch that broke it. But, like, the area is big enough that an adult dragon could almost fly through it. All right, I go in that window. Gideon rolls perception, and he gets a 2 plus 6... A uh, 4, 6. <laughs> I Gideon, to see you don't know if you can make it into this temple. There's a big I, tree I wanted trunk. To see Where's the front door? Like images on the stained glass to see what I, you know, what what this place might have been. But uh, you no, not from the front. You can't. You you think that maybe inside there's actual like maybe worship area or something. And then you're looking around trying to figure that out. You can't. And then you look up and red is also gone. Red's gone inside. What kind of shape is the front entrance in? Uh, there's a massive tree trunk in the doorway, but you could probably f- fit your way through. I take out my mace that fucks up plant enemies, and I attack the tree with it. 
Okay. You have an anti-plant uh, pack roll. I sure do. He does. Got it in Durga. <laughs> did you get in Durga or did you get in... I believe it was, was in the really Durga. Durga. They're in text-based. Maybe, yeah. It's been so long. That's the Looser and Hammer from June of this year, so I think it might have been a little later. It's so That's long It's a 12 plus 6, 18. Oh, wait, no, it's from February. Double all weapon dice dealt to plant monsters. So, yeah, it might be the swamps. 18. Okay, you, you hit the tree trunk. Uh, Roll your damage. Do I roll twice the damage? Yes, roll Are twice the damage. Are you attacking a plant? I'm now scared. This, this was a... Plant monster is what's specified, though. I don't, what, is, what does a mace do? Does it do a D8? I don't know. Uh, I am checking. 1D6. Is it versatile? Bludgeoning damage. It's bludgeoning damage. So you're bludgeoning this tree. It's 10 total damage. Mace is not okay. versatile. You take a chunk out of this tree trunk. Nothing happens. Awesome. Gideon squeezes three. <laughs> I haven't used that okay. weapon yet. <laughs> But you notice it's a bigger chunk than normal if you hit it. Yeah, it's a bit. It's you hit it Roughly with a bludgeoning weapon. Yeah, you hit it with Roughly a bludgeoning weapon, but it somehow seemed to like almost. Yeah, it almost seemed to cut it apart. Just also. knocked a big chunk out of actually it. a perfectly average. It's actually a perfectly average roll. I rolled a, uh, assuming I rolled a, well, it averaged out to a three and a four. Okay, I go inside. Okay. Jeez. You and Red are inside. Red is about 30 feet above you in this massive cathedral like hall. Like, you know, it's one of those cathedrals that like you walk inside and it almost seems like it's all open to one big giant room where people used to worship. Um and Gideon or uh Red's like on a tree branch above you. And you walk in and it's just your feet echo on the, the quartz, the crystal flooring, basically. I'm glad we're in the same room. I really thought I was going to be on the second floor and he was going to be on the first floor. Um, but the third floor is where all the monsters are. Our, our he rolled investigation, right? I mean, I want to roll perception in here to see if there's anything that catches my eye, but I just rolled perception. I don't want to, you know. Well, I rolled an investigation uh, roll outside. So my and I roll investigation in here. See if there's anything worth seeing or taking. Yeah, sure. So you're investigating. You, you both can roll investigation if you want to. Yep. Just going to see if there's any reason to stay. I got a 14. Surely. I got a 17. Oh, hey, Gideon. What have you been? To, where have you been? Yeah, you you find each other here. I, I mean, uh, you know, I followed you here. I, I was just a little bit behind you. You're a lot bit, man. I've been here like for set like 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds, maybe. You didn't make it time, far in time. There. Time must feel short to uh to you. Yeah, man. One, That's one like as young as you are. You're only two years older than me, man. I guess time will actually feel long. Yeah, but I mean. I imagine time is probably perceived differently based on, like, you know, 40 seconds feels like a lot longer to you because the way dragons experience time is probably different from the way humans experience time. I think it's the opposite, right? Like, because the longer you're alive, the quicker time passes. Man. You know? 
no, you're, no, you're, you're but like, but you're older than me. Feels longer because you're younger. Oh Be- yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. So it felt like forty seconds to me, but it felt like a minute to you. Not like fifty or thirty seconds to you. No, it felt like fifteen. Fifteen. That's a lot less seconds, man. It's a ratio. I don't know. What, it's a ratios thing. I don't know what that means. Hey, but look at that. He says, hoping his 14 was high enough to see something. You see a lot of empty pews made of crystal quartz. Oh, that's um, cool. You see, you see down this long cathedral hall, at the end of it is a large statue made of pure crystal. He's pointing at the statue when he says that. Can we identify anything about the statue? Everything's made out of quartz, man. Yeah, sure. Like about who the statue is, who it is a statue of, perhaps? Roll a religion check, Carson. I think I'd be good at that, but I'm Can I sure roll I'm one, not. too? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, sure. You, you can no, I'm not one. doing it. Carson, because you got a... Because you got a slightly better roll than, uh, what's his face? Oh, it's a natural 18. Red. Nice. Yeah, red. Sunshine at night there in red. Um, (laughs) Since you got a. Not the right order, but yes, you see. Sorry. Red sunshine at night Theron. Cassillian, Kazars, uh, just list every single one of your... Still's not this rat or... Um. <laughs> Close enough, jeez. <laughs> okay, so you see the same crystal statue that he sees, but you also see, like, a number of smaller, like, crystal... They look like crystal statues of, like, other creatures, but the statue itself is a large dragon. The one I pointed at is a dragon. Yeah, the big massa is a big dragon. Um, and I don't know anything about okay. a dragon. Nope, it's made of like a sapphire quartz. It's like a nice blue color. I don't know any blue quartz dragons. You don't know anything about it, Red. And then Gideon, I think with your eighteen natural religion, you might. Hmm. How would Gideon know anything about? You don't him? have a religion modifier. <laughs> it's intelligence, and I'm not proficient. He's not. Yeah, he's not intelligent, and he's not proficient. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> great. Same Gideon. Um, same. He's having a. Same. He's having a real brainstorm this episode, though. Though is Gideon. How would Gideon know anything about dragons? Like, like. Religion centered around uh, dragons. He almost would have had to absorb I it in Vindowan. He spoke to, um, in a scene that we didn't see, I think that he spoke to um, Gunner about dragons a little bit. Maybe he saw a drawing of a dragon in Gunner's book and it caught his eye, and so he spoke to him about it a little bit. Gunner gave him, gave him some dragon history. Yeah, because it's more likely Gunner would know something about this than Red would actually know anything about his own race. It's funny how true that is, though. 
Gunner did was, <laughs> you know, originally encountered as a clerk at the Draco Guard, so. Dragon Riders, but yeah. Technically Same a different thing. guild. Yeah. Um. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is why I could never remember the name. Yeah. This is a very This is so funny because world. I was going to say, well, I was going to say Dragon Riders when y'all were talking about the Draco Guard. And y'all both agreed it was Draco Guard, and I was like, "Oh, I must not know what I'm talking about." So the dra- <laughs> okay, so the Dragon Riders are basically messengers and scouts that like act as like a kind of a defensive net around places. Like they have a big, they're located in like uh, Felonall and Elfstone, where they keep an eye on the area for the city, almost like acting as like rangers basically. And it's usually a human or a humanoid, you know, mortal and a dragon paired together. Lots of times it's elves and they act as messengers and sometimes transport too for a pretty good fee. Draco guard is a group of mortals and dragons that have paired off to try to make sure that no evil dragons go rampant. And, uh, like, protect dragons overall against mortals who might try to, you know, wipe them out again like they did in Kelstar. So one is almost just a friendly neighborhood messenger guild, which is, like, what Red was doing in Silverbane. And the other one is more of a secretive, like, secret police and almost like a dragon hunter guild to hunt down evil dragons and stuff like that. And, or just deal with dragon problems in general. That's why Art was sent after Red, basically, is because Art was making sure that Red didn't turn evil and start eating people in a bad way. (laughs) Well, Art was probably trying to keep him from eating people, period. Art kind of let him do it that first time. I was like, yeah, go ahead. He did just totally let him do it, though. Yeah. Brax is the one that corrected the, we can't just always eat people. No, there's got to be a reason you're eating a people, and it can't just be, oh, I want to eat a person. It's got to be like, we're honoring their memory or something. Yeah, of course they taste good, but, you know, it's got to be special. Oh, man, I really want to throw that at you, but I don't think you guys could handle a challenge rating 17. I don't think we could. No. We can run from it. Maybe. Ghost dragons are pretty cool. Um, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Necropolis Hmm. is... Like, the best thing about Necropolis is that they get so many fucking skeletons thanks to necromancy. Oh, yeah. I got that reference. My second There's been Heroes of Might and Magic 3 reference today. There has been so many stupid Fire Emblem references in this season of uh, Friends at the Table that I've been listening to. There are so no stupid stu- Fire Emblem references. So many what? stupid, stupid Fire Emblem references. What? All about forging bonds well, I gotta listen and like, to Friends at the Table ships and stuff. Um, so I think you would know that this is a statue of a sapphire dragon, like it's a imitation of sapphire, but it's not made out of actual sapphire Gideon. Um, probably your smithing might allow you to notice that. Um, and like, you don't, I don't, even with an 18, I think you would just know that this is known. This is probably like a altar to one of the ancient dragons of the world who are seen as almost kind of like deities in this world. One of the members of the Dragon Council. And the the four smaller statues around it are kind of like dragons without wings. 
Um, and they are also sapphire in, and covered in crystals and quartz and everything. They're not quite drakes, but they are do have that sapphire look. Um, are they his babies? <sighs> no. Does he have babies? Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to decide if this... Like, an 18 is a good role, but I'm just trying to decide if Gideon would have learned enough from Gunner. I think I think the name pops up, and you know know it as the ancient dragon, yes. also known as the Rocker. Uh huh. There's like a a smaller statue of a guitar. <laughs> There's actually a smaller statue. You notice this? You you notice it's like a leer, um, or a lyre. You notice it as you get like a little bit closer, <laughs> and as you're looking at this, hey, thinking it? about it, it's not more like a big off- loot. Off to the side. Oh, it's it's like hmm. How do I describe it? It's like another statue next to it, but it's floating, separate. There's nothing holding it up and nothing keeping it in place, and it's just floating. And it's a smaller fairy dragon. And I think with your eighteen in religion, you would notice that this is the mate to the rocker, also known as the jeweler. And these are both dragons from the. The ancient dragon council. They're kind of viewed um, as deities by a lot of the more dragon esque people, though I don't know if they would be considered deities themselves. I mean, they're ancient dragons, so they're powerful. But Gideon, I think, pulls actually a notebook out of his pack. Cool looking dragons, and uh, jots down some notes and the best as he can, like kind of fixes this place in a location. Uh, between Dust Tide and um, Silverbane. What's Red's passive perception? I'm not even going to ask Gideon's. I know it's like a nine. My passive perception's better than that. I'm proficient in perception. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was thinking dexterity for some reason. What's your guys' passive perception? Your passive dexterity is a, a, fi- is a nine. Fifteen? I'm a fifteen. Mm. I'm a fourteen. Oh, okay. As you get closer and are looking at this and you're like kind of jotting notes down, something drops from the ceiling and I need you mo- both to make strength saving throws. Are you within 30 feet of me? Did you guys walk up together? Probably. Okay. So what do I add if I am? Holy plus shit, four. that is so much. Yeah, the saving throws. So I have a 20. Insane. Not natural. It's not even a subclass thing. That's just something paladins do. Yeah. The damage reduction things in my subclass are a modifier. Um, I don't think I'm proficient. And that's a 13 plus 720 for me as well, actually. So, a tw- like wow, that. an 11 plus 9 and a 13 plus 7. So, nat- math's 20s for both of you. Mathematical, dude. Alright, you both save. From, from what? A... Crystal creature drops check. from the ceiling and like the force of its landing knocks you both back. Now I need to roll in it. Everybody roll initiative. I'll use my passive initiative of minus of negative one. <laughs> <laughs> so a nine. Uh, I got to get better at doing this. I didn't prepare spells. My lord. That's a 15 minus one 14. Get the hot hand at the moment. What is my Gideon is feeling 
pretty good. It's about 14 ish. wrong on here. After hot five, my initiative always sucks. I have a plus three. Why is it so right, bad? Gideon. Gideon, you're first. Miracle of miracles. Okay, so tell me what tell me what I'm looking at. You are looking at. I'm gonna a, prepare my hmm. spells real quick. Yeah, go ahead. And try to be unbiased. Yeah, don't take sh don't take shatter. Take shatter. I'm not gonna take shatter because I never would have. Shatter's the thing's good. body and claws look like a dragon's body and claws with a long tail. I only get there's, four. There's blue crystals growing out of its body. Its eyes are milky white, and like, but it's it almost looks like a dragon centaur. So it's like a dragon's body, but then a humanoid torso comes out. And then it has like a humanoid head. Usually, there's no mouth. Feels like bludgeoning damage might be the only non-magical damage type that it's not resistant to. Um, okay. Um, Gideon pulls Dawnbreaker off his back. I'll use a bonus action. I'll use Stoke the Flames as a bonus action. And imbue Dawnbreaker with its extra. It sheds light a ten foot radius. It does an additional one d four radiant damage on a hit. Um, and if there's any distance between me and this thing, which I guess it tried to land on top of us, so I'm probably already within range. Uh, I'll wield Dawnbreaker in two hands, and I'll just go ahead and swing at the thing twice. Okay. Make those combat attack rolls. I'm not accustomed to us being in combat, so. We had so many like talking sessions that you know we got to make up for it by so many combat sessions. Uh, it's a nineteen and a twenty-one. Both of those hit. It's a thirteen plus six and a fifteen plus six. Um, and I'll go ahead and use a first level spell slot and smite as well. Um, on just one of them. Um, but I'll roll that separately because it's a D eight. How many are there? One of them so far. It's just it's just one of them right now. How okay, quickly that's what you I take thought. How quickly? How quickly? But then you, you said you were going to use it on more one of them. So I was worried that I wasn't paying attention and there was more than one. It's a There's at least three bears three and a five plus three for twenty bludgeoning damage. Okay, so you hit it it's and four uh, radiant damage. Crystals go shattering off its back. And, ooh, rolled max damage on my smite, so I just dealt a total of 40 damage. Nice. Wow. That's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage. Yeah, I think that's a lot of damage. It'll end my turn. I'd say so, yeah. Crystals shatter along its back and its body where you hit it, and it's almost like... It's almost it like uh, radiant damage. It does not resist. It only resists one type of damage, and you don't have that right now, so that I'm aware of. And now it's its turn. It like reels back, and like you see like cracks what? along its next. skin, and it's just gonna go crazy at Gideon. And who could blame it? A twelve, yeah, a fourteen, a sixteen, a twenty-one. The 21. Am I going to attack the thing that just fucked me up, or am I going to attack the thing that 
is moving through molasses with its five. And it does 12 damage to you. Okay, it's reduced by my charisma modifier, so it does eight damage to me. Slashing. And then as a bonus action, it a crystal dart shoots out of like just a random spot on it bo- on its body. It's a fun little random spot. A 23, so I'm assuming that hits. That does hit. Does 7 force damage, and then you gotta make a strength saving throw again. Oh no. Hopefully it's just being knocked back, even if I don't succeed. But yeah, that save. is a 17 plus 7, 24. Yep, you save. So yeah, you just take the, the damage, and then the 7 like damage. 7 damage, is that right? Yep, 7 force damage, and then it's Red's turn. Okay. Alright, Red cast Shatter. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, Somehow it misses. Uh, it succeeds with the natural 20. and It's not it, effective. It's not effective. Uh, you cheated. That's not fair. You cheated. Uh, um, <laughs> Red is going to fly directly over it and scratch and bite at it. Which okay. means... Make your attack rolls. I will. You should probably do that right now. Oh my god, what just Don't make me tell you again. (laughs) Oh, so that's a nat 20 20. and a 16. Well, the 16... Oh, excuse me. The 16 does not hit, but the natural 20 does. Oh man, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. So when I hit it with that nat 20, I'm also going to use my bonus action to make an attack with my, my tail. Okay. Which is a 14, so I assume that doesn't hit. Nope, that doesn't but hit. But my attack did hit. Is it slashing damage? Uh, yes. But it is also magical damage, if that matters. Uh, Nothing matters. 17 damage. Ouch. And that's my turn. Okay. It's back up to Gideon. Tried and true. Um, here of late, I think I'm just going to cast a spiritual weapon as a bonus action. Okay. I think it's like like a really, like a, a mall, a very large mall um, that's floating in the air. Um like Mall of America size, or yeah, like a like bigger than this cathedral. <laughs> um, but um, I'll make a melee spell attack. Um, so there's a movie theater in this section. mall. <laughs> okay, and an amusement park if it's Mall of America. Yeah, for sure. That is a thirteen plus seven twenty. That hits. And that does 3 plus 4, 7 force damage. It takes that damage. Um, Crystals shatter more. You see spider webs of, like, cracks going through its crystals and everything. I'll just go ahead and attack twice again. That's an 11 plus... Oh, that's a natural 20. That's an 11 plus 7, 18, and a natural 20. How do you kill this thing? Yeah, cool. Um... I mean, this has been a 12-second absolute assault on this thing. Yeah, Um, after your spiritual weapon, it had three health left. My goodness. (laughs) 
Uh, I need to hold on. Let me let me go ahead and roll that spell slot off, though. Uh, let's see. How large is this thing overall, would you say? It's probably a little bit bigger than red. Um, let's push in seven feet. has been yeah. directly in front of it most of the time and has been, like, wailing on its head with, with his Warhammer with Dawnbreaker. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll do that in a minute. Um, but um, I think... Um, at least one of these four attacks that have landed uh, is like a two-handed kind of like thrust with the, the top of the hammer into into its like snout, and then a blow to the right hand side of its head to the left hand side of its head, and then um, as those cracks have formed as these blows are raining down on it, the uh, force maul also hits it. Um, Actually, I think right in the neck, like from above it. And I think the final one, oh, yeah. which is, I guess, the critical in this instance, is just a two-handed strike directly from above it. Um, and it just crashes down on top of its head. And it just cracks in its neck, just give up the ghost, and it shatters in its head, just separates from its body, shards flying everywhere. And as Gideon follows through the cathedral, he says, Dawn has broken. Oh, shit, yeah. You don't even want to see what happens at dusk, man. Oh, you tore him up, Gideon. Make perception rolls for me. <laughs> That's a 17 plus 421. Nine. Red, you're super excited about Gideon's kill. Gideon, you also realize the four statues that are standing around the giant, giant dragon statue aren't actually statues, but four more of these creatures. And then you notice that there's at least four more you see on the edges, Red, standing on the walls of this cathedral. I mean, look at him. You Red. shattered him everywhere. Red. There's just crystals freaking everywhere, Red. man. What? Let's go. Gideon, yeah. Gideon turns and starts leaving the cathedral. What? Why? Come on. But... We didn't even look around. There's nothing else for us here, Red. Come on, leave the way you came. I think Red at this Beat point here is skittering behind him. Okay, something at least better eat me if we don't make it out. And he's going to dash on out. I, I can't take the dash action this turn. but uh, A crystal dart flies by, like, the crystal darts, like, fly by both of you. But they miss. Um, And, like, you look back and you see the ones that were, that were, were, were around the statue are, like, moving after you. But then you, you burst out of the cathedral. Solaria, like, looks at you guys as you run out. Hey, Solaria! And the crystal... Uh, the, ge- the gem stalkers don't follow you out of this cathedral. Pansies. What's what's up, Red? Oh, we just punked, like, it. We just punked out some statues. Bad. Like, I, it's probably like no one big of the deal. jeweler's creations that just got... Yeah. Statues. Right. Like gargoyles? Kind of, but they were more made of like crystal. Who's the jeweler? Jeweler. 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 Who's the jeweler? I don't even know what that word means, even though I said it. Um, I'll explain that. I'll explain that Adding later. That name um, to my list of perhaps <laughs> we can um uh perhaps we can keep moving on our way to Silverbane. Sorry for the distraction, Solarian. She shrugs. It's fine. We gotta catch Flying up the bottle the opener. Near where that fucking hole is. Oh man, did he leave us? Yeah, he's he's. 
He he's already entered the fog. Don't worry. He knows where he's going. Okay. She says. And starts walking toward the fog. I wouldn't fly into there though, Red. You might hit a cliff or something. Yeah, I'm not gonna do Tall that. All things aren't required to have those and then red, red immediately lights flies on them. Into the mist. Hit a cliff or fly. <laughs> You see a tall red blinking light, like, far off into the fog, but it's very hard to make out. No. Um, <laughs> it kind of looks like it's on a black tower, <laughs> and it looks like an eyeball, actually. Like, an eye wreathed in flame. Uh, <laughs> she's re- she's leading you into Mordor. No. Um, all right. When does not so simply follow her walk into, into the fog? There. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that didn't sound sure, Carson. I'm sure. It's a little anxious. I love asking if you guys go places and then you just say yes, and I'm just like, all right, cool. You sure? Gideon pulls out a Gideon pulls out a torch. <laughs> and he's using it in the fog. Yeah, it's like turning on your fog lights in the on a car where like, oh yeah, it's a little bit brighter, but it's still just fog in front of you. <laughs> it helps, helps middle other of the day fog. See me at the very least. Yeah, I don't yep, think exactly. that's what we want. Um, well, I don't want to lose. I don't. I don't want to lose you guys. You dip into the fog, and Solaria is like standing near you, and Red is like you. Get you guys can make out each other, but you can't make out anything else, and you just disappear into the fog, never to be seen again. You walk. Do what's, you say anything? What, do you talk? The terrain, what do you guys do when you walk the into the fog? Like? I think Gideon. Is probably staying relatively quiet because he wants to hear, you know, bottle opener on in the fog. Where are you, man? Um, it was grassy when you first entered, but now it's turned to almost like a a dry dirt and rock. Bottle opener, like the fog has actually kept this has kept the sun out of here long enough to kill all the plants in it. He's not answering me, guys. Solari goes, Shut up, Red. Red. Red, it's fine. I think he'd yell back, right? It's fine. Bottle opener! He's not saying anything. <sighs> Red, cut it out. You're making Gideon nervous. Look at him. Gideon l- looks a little nervous. Gideon, are you nervous? Um, this fog doesn't seem... You think if I breathe fire, this fog this would go fog away? It doesn't seem natural. Um, honestly, Red, that might not hurt. Red breeze fire. Breeze fire and a 15 foot cone in front of him. Does it lights up the happen? area and the fog disip- the fog dissipates where you are and then that's like it. Does the fog like come Hey, it worked! Fog, like, Bottle opener! Yeah, the fog then goes right back in. Something, something isn't right here. Good use of my breath I attack. I don't like this. Yeah, duh. He's not saying anything. There's that, certainly, but this fog. Auto opener! This isn't. It's not funny! This isn't like <laughs> normal fog. <coughs> uh, Gideon. What do you mean? It's kind of like. What's normal fog like? Gideon's like hitting his boots on the ground underneath him, kind of testing it, realizing that it's kind of dead, like. Um, this fog has been around for an abnormally long time, keeping the sun from the the grass, killing it. This 
this has been here a long time. Fog does not normally is not normally a permanent fixture. It's It's not really fog, Saloria says. What is it? Oh, what is it? Bottle opener! A gust of gust of wind like kind of picks up and the fog moves past you, but it it doesn't like go away. It just gets thicker and it gets hotter. And it doesn't feel like fog now. It feels more like a steam, like a hot steam on your face. And then you start hearing. If you, I I shared a video, or I I shared a, I shared a video. Are we where I uh, think we are? Chat. And you start hearing the sounds of hammers on anvils and fire raging in the distance. And I think you hear. You probably hear people singing in tune with the hammer strikes. And Solaria goes, this is steam. This is from the forge. The difference forge. in steam and fog. Which one? The S- Steam is hot, she says. <laughs> it is often a byproduct. Not oh. a naturally occurring phenomenon. Um, often. Sometimes it is a naturally occurring phenomenon. But that's... Learn so much with you guys. <laughs> uh, Gideon is drawn forward toward the sounds of metalworking. The steam like tapers off, and you find yourself in like a gorge. Its narrow walls are probably only a hundred feet wide, and at the far side you see a giant hole that leads into the ground, and water is pouring into it from five different directions. And like the the water the waterfalls pouring into it are also being led off by little aqueducts here and there, heading into what looks like small like almost caves. But inside each of these caves you see somebody working at a forge. And you see people traveling back and forth and wheelbarrows being led through this area carrying large amounts of metals and precious stones and stuff. And then in the far side of the in the far side of the the, the giant hole you see standing watching everybody crafting these items a massive ancient dragon i don't know who it is it's a steel dragon that looks like a much larger form of bottle opener and you actually see bottle opener is close to the steel dragon talking to him um bottle opener i've been yelling for you make a history check I assumed the joiler was just actually a, a someone from um, New Jersey or Brooklyn trying to say <laughs> the jeweler probably oh jeez doesn't matter what I have you have no idea who this is five. red doesn't red doesn't know anything about dragon history <laughs> um, you guys think that's bottle opener's dad maybe why don't we go find out he looks just like him uh, do we have to? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, I think we, I think we actually end it here with like you guys just looking out over the scene with all the forge, all the smithing and everything going on. You see this massive hole that's basically it. You realize this whole area is kind of shaped like a large, 
a large meteorite or something fell into this area, and that massive hole is where it ended up coming um, to rest. To that end, I think I may have mentioned uh, previously when you and I were designing this that this was that that the name for this was the cauldron. Is that what we landed on? Possibly, I did. I was looking for that, and how I about, haven't been able to find about it. Instead, actually, it's a good name. Though it is re- Caldera, the- which is like that crater-like opening at the top of a volcano. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm great with that. Called the Caldera. I'll add that to my list. It's funny because I just described all of this from what I thought it would look like, and then I look back at where you described the foundry way back in April. And it's literally basically what you just what you described yeah, is there indeed. is what I came up with. So I re- I must have pulled it out of my memory. And uh, yeah, Solaria just says we're here to see the foundry. He accepted you, and that's where we end it. Let's do questions. ESQ. Uh, what was your best character moment? Like almost every like uh, I think actually identifying the dragon statue. Gideon, because that's not something he normally excels at. Yeah, you did nope. really well with that. Nope. Hitting a, hitting a tree with a mace. <laughs> a tree that was just wasn't even blocking your way in. You just felt like hitting it. It's a regular tree. Yeah. For no reason. Better safe than sorry, man. Spooky cathedral. I could say my best my best character moment is the opposite of what you said at first, which is like Red sees a famous dragon, famous ancient dragon, and it's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Even when Gideon knows who they are. Red's best moment was calling for bottle opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Red's was was, was hearing Solaria say, it's we not can funny. check it out on our way back through, and Red going, okay, cool, yeah, we'll check it out on our way back through. See you later, and goes into the fucking thing. <laughs> the impulsivity of a child. He's only 30. He's only 30. He is a child. Technically, like, from what everything I've looked at recently, I don't know where I got the original data. I mean, you're only a wormling for the first five years. Then after that, you're a young dragon. So technically, you're like a teen. But you you are also a young dragon from age six to age 100. So you're not an adult till 100. You probably haven't had your quinceanera yet. Well, I guess. Maybe. Red and Brax threw it for him. I probably know what they call it. Yeah. Red and Brax threw it for Red? Art and Brax. I I meant Art. No. Art and Brax. That sounds right. It still sounds right. (laughs) It was just Red and Brax going into an all you can eat. uh, Red and Brax. Chuhascaria, like an all you can eat meat buffet, basically. And they came up with the idea together. Yeah. It was probably Red's idea, but he was talking about like an all-you-can-eat meat buffet, and Brax is like, yes, we should throw this for you. Apple Apple is the one who actually came originally told him that, oh yeah, dragons do this all the time. And it's not true, but that's what Apple said. Apple's <laughs> a liar. Um, I think it was Apple. What a jerk. Liar. Um, <laughs> uh, I did not your, know the coolest... Apple was a liar. What is your coolest... What was the coolest part of the session? Uh... Like, genuinely wish you guys could have seen the smile that broke out on my face when I realized where we were going. I could hear it. Uh, that made me very excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cliffhanger at the end, right? It's definitely the coolest moment. Kind of made me regret flying to the temple, but also didn't. <laughs> that was nice, because, like, you, there was going to be a low, like, 
You guys both rolled survival, so I took both your checks from that for the random encounter. So that's where the bears came from uh, Brett's roll, but there was a low CR encounter that came from Carson's roll. I was like, I want those both to happen. So you guys entering that cathedral was like, oh, that gives me a chance to pull this out. So it worked out all right. Otherwise, yeah, we would have gotten down here a lot sooner. I'd be like, okay, I guess I have to be the foundry right now. Uh, he speaks in a booming voice. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to work on effects or something and make my voice booming. Could anything have gone better, or how did the session go nope. overall? Red knows a very different combat version of Gideon than any other character that That's has true. been in this campaign. That's very the time... true. Go ahead. Theron's not impressed yeah, the with Gideon's combat. Red is so, yeah, the only time... so fucking impressed. The only time anybody else really <laughs> saw that form of combat was like in the swamp that one time, and when you and like it, that was it. Or in I mean, like, like session two talk. when you killed that other general. Yeah, but that wasn't even a fight. You hit him once and he was dead. Yeah, that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I so know. It was just I, I the swamp. It. it was just the swamp. Like your Damn fight with the, your fight with Shadow was not a fight. You had that one nope, fight. I mean, I guess before you killed General Tarber, you went in and kind of fought some guards, but that wasn't even. That wasn't anything. I'm trying to think of any other fights. We don't do a lot of fights. <laughs> Getting into a scrap in each of the last well, three sessions. That's nuts. That's kind yeah. of that's kind of what happens though when two thirds of the he party didn't are fight. Rose. Yeah, right. Nope. You've thrown a lot of combat at us, and we move around it. He didn't fight super poorly against the. I mean, he did fight poorly against the Venators in in Era One, but he still definitely contributed at least to that fight. Like yeah. he, that's when I rolled all of my nat ones. Yeah, that was. But, um, yeah, you're you're lucky that but some. I think there was like there was like six nat ones total that night. Five of them were yours, and then someone a couple like there was like three nat twenties, and that was it. Oh, I had and now at I've least one two nat twenties. I think. Pascal's nat 20 was the stealth nat 20. That was it. Hiding, because that's what rogues do. Which is a waste. But yeah, like... I think uh, we both so many, did one to nine. So many of... Yeah, you both did. We did. In combat, yeah. Yeah, that... This whole campaign 20. would have gone so much differently if there wasn't two rogues for the first half of it. Like, going to check out the Commonwealth camp way back in the day, like... Probably would have ended up in combat if you wouldn't have been so stealthy, or at least more than just being chased. And there's other times where there's it definitely a world have been. in which that's like a political, like charisma encounter oh, yeah. too. That maybe it doesn't end in combat, which is probably what Gideon would have leaned in, into um, if stealth wasn't really an option. Mm-hmm. But um, you work with the tools you have. I, my first turn. My damage rolls were just bonkers. Yeah. I did forty damage in that first turn. You did forty. Yeah. You did forty damage. These things only had sixty-seven health, and you did forty damage in the first turn. I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, Do I want to? Like, I have. I know there's more in this cathedral, but do I want them to come out right away, or do I want this to be like take out one and then see what happens type thing? So it worked out pretty well. All right. Uh, oh, one other thing. And I, I'm looking at this now. 
One more I thing. I have created player. Neither of you. I have created Sorry. homework for new campaigns that people are going to have to figure out. And I figured maybe I'd have you guys do it too. So what is it? I think I might have mentioned it in a text at one point, but I don't think I ever followed through. So I need you. Some people from our characters past that are important. Yeah, I think unless you can, unless you want someone new, I think we could skip that one. Because like, I mean, at least for Gideon, we came up with a t- yeah, my parents and Lucius. Yeah, we came up with yeah. a ton of stuff and even EB and Ada or uh, Ada's mom, uh-huh. Dahlia. And that type of stuff. Like, we came up with a lot with Gideon, his backstory. Um, Red, I mean, we have some with, like, Calvin and Brax and the, the 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 caretaker or groundskeeper and Art and all that. So, I don't know if you wanted to come up with another one. And Strix. And Strix. <laughs> and Strix. <sighs> don't forget um, the matriarch, Strix, who's not the matriarch. No, Strix is not the matriarch, because the you matriarch know, is right Matriarch, right? Fake tree the matriarch is in Felinol. Allegedly. Allegedly. They are both black drag female black dragons that would go by the title of the matriarch. Uh so we're, we're making up important characters in the backstory of so, our characters. So the normal homework is gonna be come up with one NPC for your character that is either a trusted ally or an like a rival slash enemy from your past. So when you come up with new characters for new campaigns, that's going to be part of the homework now. You come like up that. with this NPC, and it's create come everything up with about our them. own, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to build them, build them, but you can come up with them. Give me like like Jason, of course, sent me like this whole story about his. Oh man, I didn't even see the the image you sent with the joiler. Fuck. Um, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. It's the Joker, but a dragon. Um. Yeah. But yeah, Jason it's sent me a whole crazy bunch of homework. How much pops up if you type you in Joker that. Dragon? Oh yeah. But yeah, Jason sent me homework about his like a guy who's basically hunting his character. Then there's uh one long term goal for your character. So like a goal that you think could last like the whole campaign or even like half the campaign or something, but a long term goal. This could be uh-huh. something big. I mean like you know, for Gideon, it'd be like kind of stopping the Commonwealth would be your long-term goal or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely Gideon's um, ending the Commonwealth um, campaign in Vindowin. I don't know what Red's would be right now, so I don't know if you want to think about that, Brett. I don't know what his... Changing long- the direction of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Maybe. And then uh, two... I'll give, that, I'll give that some definition. Yeah. And then two to three short-term goals for your characters. And these are types of goals that like we could take care of in an arc or even in an episode depending on what it is um basically it could be simple like oh get myself a new sword or it could be join up on a guild in a guild that does this type of thing like it can be simple stuff or it could be a little bit more complicated where it's like oh i want to you know i want to go talk to this person who i heard about who lives halfway across across the continent and that could be like the goal for that whole arc is making it to that place type thing so two to three short-term goals that we can kind of take care of quickly. So like right now, both of you might have the goal of talk to the foundry. And then the other short-term goal would be get to Silverbane. Like that type of thing. It's a Silverbane. Yeah. 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 Um, 
And then the last thing. Don't get eaten by red. <laughs> don't get eaten by red or any Venators. What? Preferably not the Venators an and honor. then not red. I won't let it's the true. Venators eat you. <laughs> I'll eat you first. Yeah. They won't and do it respectfully like thing, I will. The last thing is one of Carson's favorite things. Last piece of homework is come up with an actionable bond for at least one other PC in the campaign. And explain why you travel with them and stay with them. Like, as part of the bond, basically. That, of course, is coming off of, like, Dungeon World and a lot of those games that are, you know, you gotta have bonds with your PCs. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of times... Why do you travel with them and what? Why do you travel with them or why do you stay with them? Basically, what is the what is something that you got you think about when you're like, oh, this is why I'm still hanging out with them. This is something that might have been really good to have. Gideon wants to ride red. Oh my god, red wants to eat Gideon. This is oh my god. And done. And done. My <laughs> <laughs> last two audio files are Gideon versus the fleshy dragons and Gideon versus the crystal dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so that would be this would have been the bond thing would have probably been really nice to have when it was has going barren with Gideon because it would have been like okay I have no idea why you guys are staying in the half time that we started that campaign and you guys have to agree but now it's just Gideon Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion the DM. Catch you later!